So Money Episode 322, a year-end review on earning more. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Creating opportunities by starting your own business is one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself. However, it can also be overwhelming at times. The secret to getting more done isn't about finding more time, but rather finding the right tools. Our friends at FreshBooks couldn't agree more. FreshBooks has created an amazingly simple invoicing tool designed for small business owners who need to focus on their work, not their paperwork. Oh, and invoicing is only the start. FreshBooks lets you know instantly when your client has viewed your invoice and even imports your expenses directly from your business checking account. Get ready to say goodbye to searching for receipts when it comes to tax time. If you do have questions, just contact the award-winning FreshBooks support team and get help from real live humans. No phone tree, no let me escalate that, just helpful service at the drop of a hat. To try FreshBooks for free for 30 days, just go to freshbooks.com forward slash so money and enter so money in the how did you hear about a section. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. Your host, Farnoosh Tarabi here. We're heading into day two of the So Money end of the year wraps. Today's theme is about earning more, probably my favorite financial topic of all. You might know that I'm not a fan of couponing or cutting out coffee, and I think that you would agree. I get more excited about the things that I can do to bring in the money that's going to help me live a more exciting and meaningful life. And there are two aspects of this earning more conversation, right? There's earning more through an extra revenue stream, and then there's earning more by asking your boss for a raise. And you'd be shocked to know how few people actually ask for raises or ask for more money, including my first guest, excerpt, Tim Gunn. You know him. He's everybody's favorite fashion guru and gentleman. Mr. Tim Gunn is the co-star of Project Runway alongside supermodel Heidi Klum. And believe it or not, he did not make any money the first two seasons of that show, not just the first season, the first two consecutive seasons. I was floored. Take a listen. Yeah, as you said, it was a long time coming and Project Runway is now in its 14th season. Is it true that you had doubts about this show when you were originally asked to be a part of it? And I also read oh. that you didn't get paid the first season. Is that true? First two. <laughs> the first two seasons. Who was negotiating I mean, for you? That was You should have fired that well, person. no one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I received a cold call in, in my office at Parsons. At that time, I was chair of the Department of Fashion Design. It was And it was a cold call from... Uh, two of the producers of this new show, and they said that they they were looking for a consultant. And I said, fashion reality. I said, this industry has enough trouble without that. And I really didn't want to meet with them. And they said, well, just give us ten minutes. And I had written down their names, and I Googled them, and I found out that they were the Project Greenlight producers. So I thought, well, they have a seriousness and and an integrity. So this could be interesting. And when I found out that they wanted to work with real fashion designers, I was instantly placated. But yes, well, and my role on the show was in no one's vocabulary at that time. It happened mere days before the designers were arriving. And I, no one said this to me, but I 
I, I just conjectured that they were the producers were afraid that the designers would go into the workroom and no one would talk. They would just work, work, work. But by sending me in or someone like me in just to probe and to query, they would be assured of some conversation. But at the same time, I never dreamed I'd be in the cut of the show. I thought as long as they have the designers responding to me, no one needs to see me. No one needs to hear my voice. And you're quite right. The first two seasons, I wasn't paid at all. And I didn't know that people were paid for reality television. I was at a Glad Media Awards dinner in Los Angeles. Um, and this gentleman came up to me and introduced himself. And he asked me, who, who represents you? And I said, no one. He said, you have no representation? And I said, well, why would I need representation? He said, contracts, payments. I said, well, I'm, the only payment I get is from Parsons School of Design, and no one's going to need to negotiate that. And I said, it's not as though I'm getting paid for anything. He said, they're not paying you? I said, no, it's reality television. <laughs> he said, we need to talk. Yes. And that was. <laughs> that uh, agent saw dollar ago. signs in his eyes. Yes. Well, and he's been wonderful for me, I have <laughs> to say. He's been, he's been a godsend. And now thanks to his earning power, Tim is finally debt free. He told me during the interview that he actually lived paycheck to paycheck until Project Runway took off. Next up is an excerpt from my conversation with executive editor at Marie Claire, Leah Goldman. She has spent a good bit of her career on articles and pieces around empowering women to earn as much as they can and to excel in their careers. Here's us talking about gender biases in the workplace. You may recall Jennifer Lawrence, the movie star. Later this year, she discovered that she earned less than her male counterparts and wrote a very public essay about it. Well, it re-sparked this all-too-important conversation around the gender wage gap, and that's where Leah and I begin. How rampant is sexism still in the, in the workplace? And I, I ask this because recently, I'm sure you read it. It was all over the news. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, realized that she was getting a lot less money than her co male counterparts in a movie. And then, um, she wrote about it in Lena Dunham's newsletter. And, you know, I actually went on Fox News to support that, that she was saying, you know, I basically, she said, I, I didn't do my job, which was to ask for more. And um, some people thought, well, you know what? Uh, it, it is what it is. It's, and I said, you know what? It, there's a little bit of sexism, perhaps, perhaps at play. But the real issue is why didn't she ask for more? And she really owns up to that. And I have to applaud her for that. But I was on the show with this other woman who thought that, you know, um, there is no such thing as the gender wage gap. <laughs> Which, which, is, which is not arguable. Like it is what right. it is. I was like, I don't know what planet you're living on. It sounds fabulous. I don't live there. Um, but here on earth, it, it still exists. But as far as, you know, so there, my point is that there are a, a number of variables as to why there is this gender wage gap. How big of a force is sexism still, do you think? I think it's a big force. I just going back to the Jennifer Lawrence thing, what I find most interesting about that whole brouhaha that so rarely got discussed was the fact that Jennifer Lawrence wasn't doing the negotiating. Her agents were. Yes, yes, and thank you. Donuts, and Dollars to Donuts, her agent was a man who probably took for granted that women make less, even women with starring roles versus, you know, co-starring men who have lesser parts who who can command more and and i can sort of you can of course anyone can visualize how that goes you know you just walk in you these negotiations are probably so rote at this point that they everybody walks in with an understanding that a woman is going to earn less than her male co-star so you know look 
outside of Hollywood, because that is sort of a, a unique business, I, I think it's institutionalized and people always get a little squeamish when, you know, I talk about this. It's the scary sexism with a capital S word. But the fact of the matter is that literally out of the gate, a woman's first job, she's getting paid less than a man. This we know to be fact. And sure, the onus is on her to ask for more, to push for more. But, you know, all this stuff predates you know, starts very early on, you know, all the studies about how women are in, you know, are nurtured not to be aggressive. These are not qualities that are really cultivated in young girls. So it, it has effects long after throughout a woman's career. Um, one of the best, best interviews I've ever done in my entire career at Forbes here. Otherwise, was I spoke with Barbara Neal, a Stanford business professor who told me very simply where no matter where you are in your career, whenever you're discussing the next job, first job, next job, raise promotion, whatever, whatever number you have in your mind, ask for 20% more. Doesn't matter if you think that's a lofty number to start, add 20% more. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I thought, well, you know, sometimes that, that might not be a good idea. And she said, no, 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 because you have to overcompensate for the fact that out of the gate, you absolutely were paid at least 20% less than you ought to have, than you ought to have been paid. So at some point in your career, you ought to compensate for that. So I, I just thought that was mind blowing advice and I've used it. I've used it in every negotiation after. Wouldn't it be nice to have female mentors like her at your workplace? Because that, fortunately for me, what helped me in my, one of my first big job negotiations was I had a colleague, female colleague who was senior to me, more experienced and more brazen, who said, and I confided in her, I said, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm, I'm up for this job. And I think I have to basically have the, the salary talk at the next meeting. And she goes, ask for twice what you're making now. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? But she said, you know what? This is actually your advantage. You're leaving the company. You're going to a new company. Um, they, it's a, it's a more senior role. Like this is what the market demands you should get. And I thought you crazy, but you know what? I sucked it up and I asked for double at the meeting and I got pretty close to it. Yeah. And I could not believe it. It's like breaking a seal. Whenever I talk to women who do just that, who ask for more, you know, that first time is always the hardest time because you have to break the seal. Once you do it once, it just becomes a hell of a lot easier next time in every area of your life. Also at home, you know, stepping up and asking for more from your partner, stepping up and asking for more from your financial services providers, from your employer. It becomes easier to do when you realize that A, it's not personal, it's business and B, Ain't no shame in it. I love this advice. And as I mentioned in the interview at the time, I was fortunate enough to have a mentor to give me similar advice. And so the point is that you can't keep this income information to yourself. We need to be out there talking to each other about perhaps how much we earn or what we should earn and also asking our employers for more. And once you do it, just that one time, you may not get the raise, but something will happen. You will become more confident. You will become more brave. And it will make asking the second time all that much easier. Time for a quick break to put the spotlight on one of our sponsors today, Wealthfront. 
Wealthfront is the most tax-efficient, low-cost, hassle-free way to invest. Now, many of you I know are interested in simplifying your investment strategy. You want to reduce fees. You want to work with a service that you trust. And Wealthfront delivers. It builds and manages your personalized, globally diversified portfolio. To open an account, the minimum is just $500, and that gets you a periodically rebalanced, diversified portfolio of low-cost index funds. There are zero trading fees, zero hidden fees, and advisory fees that are just a fraction of traditional advisors. In fact, Wealthfront manages your first $10,000 for free. To learn more and sign up, visit Wealthfront.com. Another guest who had great advice about earning more is my friend, Terry Trespicio. She's a branding strategist. Let's listen. I love what she says here about how you need to stop calling yourself a freelancer, a mindset shift. Well. My money mantra, and this is actually a late-breaking philosophy that I recognize that only came about as a result of working, um, really having to set my own fees, and that is I'm not out to charge what I'm worth. My worth is separate from what I charge. My worth is separate from what someone pays me. And this was a critical point for me because I used to think, and this is where we fall into the trap, If you charge what you believe you are, quote, worth, then you either feel like crap and charge very little because your self-esteem is in the toilet. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm not worth anything. So I guess I'll take what I can get. Or you're like, I'm so awesome. I'm worth a million dollars an hour. No one can afford me. Both cases, you either price yourself under or you price yourself out. And so when I realized that I should unhinge, disconnect my worth from what I offered, I was freer to charge what I believed was right for that job. Because this is the example I always use. A press release, you're going to be hard-pressed to find someone who pays more than $500 for a press release. Um, even though, in my opinion, press releases are completely outdated, they still are part of the PR industry, and I've been hired to write them before. Um, 300 bucks is really what someone wants to pay. Now, I've been a writer for many, many years. I should charge $1,000 a press release but no one's paying a thousand dollars for a press release. And I don't get to be mad because I'm worth that. Your worth in the marketplace is worth what does the market bear? And you, I'm to you of all people, Farnish knows this, but when people get their esteem, their self-esteem caught up in the money, that's dangerous. So I know what I'm worth. I know what I think I'm worth as a human, but I don't try to price my worth because then that becomes too emotional for work. I love that. So two things, do you then just stop writing press releases because it's not worth your time? Yes. Okay. That's true. I will take, I will have other people write that. Um, that I, I said, I'm not doing that. And also instead of that, because the press release is so small, it's just this one little task yeah. that, you know, you don't have to, they're not, no, no one wins a Nobel prize for a press release. Instead, I create value for people who really need that value and price that what it's worth to them. And I'm not in the press release writing business. That is not a business that is sustainable or scalable for me. So that's not what I do. But I can offer people way more in terms of their brand. I mean, the way I say, by the way, what I do is I help people figure out what they want to say and how to say it and be better presenters of their own brand across all media. And so, yeah, I can help them do that. And I can add more value to what I offer. That is worth more. What's it worth to them? That's what you should ask, not... How long will it take me? Or am I worth it? Yeah. Am I worth this? Is it's it, a clinical difference. It, it is. And it's, it really comes down to the power of, of, of language, vocabulary as an MFA in poetry. You know this better than anyone. When we think of worth, we think self-worth. 
And we think extremes. It's either I have no self-worth or I'm just, uh, I'm basically pricing myself, uh, pricing myself out of the market. But when we think value, that's measurable. You know, that you can really incorporate metrics. You can list things. Right. You can list it. And it's also like someone else might go, well, I don't want to pay more than 500 for my web copy for my site. And I go, okay, good luck. Go find someone who'll do that. Like, I know that what I would do for someone's content is worth more. It's, I have to set prices so that I'm not taking whatever comes along. And that's a big thing that I've said to people. I I do a lot of speaking to people who are quote freelancers. I say, stop calling yourself a freelancer because freelancers are the waitresses and waiters of the operation. They're table servers. They're like, can I get you this? Do you need that? Let me pick up that thing off the floor. I want people to think like chefs. You have a curate, you curate a few dishes, you know what's great and you know what people want. Oh my God. As you can tell, Terry is very outspoken and I love her for it. Last, I want to end on an excerpt from a woman who has totally helped me in my thoughts, shaping my thoughts around earning money. Wealth expert and best-selling author, Barbara Stanny. And she told me that for women... Financial success is a spiritual journey. It's a rite of passage into our power. And she told me that women exercise power by building relationships as opposed to gaining power over people and things. She says, for women, the real goal is to help others. And I, as soon as I heard that, I thought, okay, I may feel that in my life, I'm making enough for our family. And so for me, I don't feel motivated to go out there and demand more. But when she told me that, that perhaps this idea of me earning more could make the world a better place, it's now encouraged me and made me determined to go out there and earn far more than I am today. Every year is my goal to make more than I did the year before, not so that I could buy more shiny objects, but that I can give back. And so that was a true light bulb moment for me. And you know, I saw limits to my wealth because more money wasn't going to make me happy, but now I see it as limitless. And so here's a little wisdom from our guest, Barbara Stanny. That was episode 33. I was a chronic under earner all my life. And what I found from my interviews with successful women that became my mantra is do what you fear. Always, whenever anything comes up, the way I have continued to make more and more money, the way I have done it, and the way I believe is the number one requirement for up-leveling your earnings is the willingness to go where you fear, is the willingness to do what you can't do. So every time I get scared, and I get scared a lot, I always say, oh, goody, oh, goody, I'm going to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like getting outside your comfort zone. That's when you can really grow and test yourself and, uh, you know, expand your horizon, so to speak. Exactly. Success is always found just outside your comfort zone, whether it's making more money or losing more weight, always, that's where you have to go. And it used to be that that fear would stop me until I interviewed all these successful women and I Realize that is the one, that that is the most powerful element of, of, of going to the next level is being, being willing to do what you fear. And that's a wrap. Hope you enjoyed our little walk down memory lane, highlighting some of the best pieces of advice I've heard on this show around earning your worth. And with the new year upon us, it's a smart time to not only think about saving and budgeting and planning, but also earning as much as you can, either by asking for that raise once and for all, creating a side revenue stream, or both. 
tomorrow, turning that side revenue stream into a full-fledged business. We've got highlights from the year around how to launch your own successful business. And if that's one of your 2016 goals, you won't want to miss it. And remember, all this and more at somoneypodcast.com. It's also on that website where you can click on Ask Farnoosh and send me your question for the Friday episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Hope your day is so money. Money.